This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, September 9th, 2008. I'm Caleb Brown. Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae, the two largest holders of mortgages in the United States, are in the process of a government takeover with a potential cost to taxpayers of hundreds of billions of dollars. What's the appropriate next step for federal regulators now charged with managing a significant chunk of the U.S. economy? Arnold Kling, a professor of economics at George Mason University and an adjunct scholar at the Cato Institute, offers a few recommendations in his new Cato briefing paper, Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae, an exit strategy for taxpayers. Well, my view of what's happened over the weekend is that we haven't settled many of the important long-term issues. I think part of what's happened over the weekend, honestly, is the resolution of what I suspect is a long-running feud between the regulators and Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae. Freddie and Fannie have uh, consistently railroaded their way through Washington using heavy-handed lobbying and congressional friends. And the regulators have always come up short in their ability to stop them. And this is the first time when the civil servants have been able to come in and uh, actually derail management and to stop the lobbying efforts. Uh, but it is, but in terms of the long-term outlook for the GSEs, for the housing market, for mortgage finance, uh, everything has been kicked into the future. What should be the fate of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac? Well, let me g- g- step back and say what should be the fate of the housing and the mortgage markets, and then we can get to Freddie and Fannie within that. Um, For the housing market itself, I would like to see a market, that is, prices set by supply and demand. I would like to see the people uh, owning homes who and living in homes who can pay for the homes, and people who cannot, and people who are in houses that are way too expensive for them should be out of those homes and in other homes. Um, There's clearly nothing in the what happened over the weekend that's trying to push in that direction. But to me, that you know, housing market where the prices balance supply and demand and where people who are in houses or people who can afford to pay for those houses is the characteristic of the housing market that uh, I think we ought to, be, ought to be hoping for. As far as the mortgage market is concerned, I'm going to be old-fashioned. I think that for many years, the housing finance market worked well when we had 30-year fixed-rate mortgages and borrowers were expected to put 20% down. The 20% down payment has pretty much disappeared over the last 15 years. It would be pretty wrenching to make have it make a comeback, but I think that's where we ought to be aiming. Now, if and then the question is, who's going to supply the mortgages? Well, if you have the 30-year fixed-rate mortgage with a 20% down payment, I think we could go all the way back to the situation that prevailed uh, in the 1960s where there are a lot of small institutions, banks, savings and loans, credit unions, who can supply those mortgages. That particular structure was only derailed by the inflation that took off in the 1970s. And if we can avoid the kind of monetary errors and wild inflation that we had in the 1970s, we could actually go back to the old-fashioned fixed-rate mortgage that you get at your local bank and that's held at your local bank. And then we wouldn't have to worry about bailing out big institutions. An occasional bank that's going to fail can be merged into another institution, and there's no real worry. So in that kind of environment, if 
something like a Freddie Mac or Fannie Mae can compete and by uh, operating at a national level and coming up with a slightly more efficient way to fund mortgages, fine. But there's no, there, there, it's not necessary that you have those institutions, and it's certainly, as we found, not desirable to have your mortgage finance system depend on just two, uh, two companies. So what should happen to Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac? I th- what I would like to happen is that they all of their uh, future activity would be frozen. That is, starting now, not starting now, absolutely frozen. Whereas the uh, the proposal over the weekend is that for now they would be growing their business and then they would gradually shrink their business starting in 2010. Um, you know, and who knows with a new administration what and with the uh, government sunk ever deeper into the housing market, whether that would happen. Uh, I would have them be frozen now, and I would, you know, again encourage the banks to get into the business using the traditional lending instrument. And the way to do that, I think, is to uh, either temporarily or perhaps permanently uh, I- introduce uh, amendments to the capital requirements for banks that. Uh, reduce the, their capital requirements for holding the a mortgage with a 20% down payment. So an old-fashioned mortgage. Uh, right now they're penalized in terms of having to hold capital for those kinds of mortgages. I would try to reduce that penalty and lower those capital requirements, at least temporarily. Um, and every bank knows how to originate a fixed rate mortgage and how to hold a fixed rate mortgage so if they see that the capital requirements are lower they will step into the market and do that and then you don't need Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae to grow even further which puts the taxpayers more on the hook for their business do you see that it's possible that these companies either reemerge as completely private entities or go away altogether I'm not sure what will happen with them. What I fear is going on is that, um, you know, I said my goals for policy, sort of if I were a mortgage czar, imagine me as mortgage czar, that's not going to happen. But if I were, my goals would be to get to a market where, you know, you have supply and demand in balance and where we have something like the old-fashioned mortgage instrument in place. Uh, what policymakers are focused on is what I call levitating house prices. That is, they're worried about anything that might reduce house prices. And the Bush administration has been actually pretty upfront about admitting that that's what they're doing. Yes, and you know, and so that's sort of a bipartisan goal. Uh, you can find a bipartisan set of economists, at least including Robert Schiller and me, for example, who were utterly against that goal. Like, you know, our way to get to affordable housing is just let prices go where they go where they may. Um, so we, so you, I would want to avoid levitating house prices. That's one of the goals. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not interested in keeping people in homes that they can't afford. Yet the big policy push seems to, oh, prevent foreclosures, above all, prevent foreclosures. Uh, So there's a lot of difference between the political goals for the near term and what I think ought to be the long-term objective. Arnold Kling is professor of economics at George Mason University and an adjunct scholar at the Cato Institute. His new Cato briefing paper, Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae, an exit strategy for taxpayers, is available for download at Cato.org.